Welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast. We're here to grow in faith, connect in community, and serve the world. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy. My cat, Spirit, is named after the Holy Spirit. My first summer working at Camp Iwalu in Iowa, I was the only staff person around when the kittens were dropped off at the camp farm. The kittens were taken out of their carrier, and I sat down next to the little creatures in a pile. Three of the kittens were clearly nervous and confused and very, very young. The third, or the, the fourth, there were four of them. The fourth, the only black kitten in the bunch, walked over to me on unsteady, wobbly legs and screamed at the top of his lungs. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit in me reacted to this tiny creature, tugging at my soul in a way that was different from how I feel with other kittens or animals. It was a deeper feeling, something that felt like instinct but wasn't my own knowledge. And so this tiny, screaming creature became a beloved part of my family. And I named him after the spirit that convinced me to bring him home. Spirit, the cat, is now two years old. His birthday was yesterday. He always says goodnight to me with kisses on my nose, and he's always the first to greet me in the morning after he hears my alarm go off. He follows me around my apartment, and he's welcoming and friendly to anyone that comes into my home. Having a cat named after the Holy Spirit has helped me explore the relationship I have with the Holy Spirit. My cat spirit has a habit of laying on my arm and pinning my arm down anytime I'm trying to do something, whether it's text or crochet, or this morning it was I was brushing my teeth, and he pinned my arm to the counter. Whenever he does this, I take time to pray, to be grateful for all the love God has given me, to remember that God is always with me, and to reflect on what the Holy Spirit has said to me recently and where I'm being called. Does this call feel new? Or is it a feeling that's lived dormant in my heart for a long time, waiting for clarity and gifts to develop? I process and think about how I've heard the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, of course, a person of the Trinity, and much like God, the Creator, and Jesus, the Redeemer, has many names. In the scripture for today alone, the word advocate can be alternatively translated as comforter or helper. We also get the title, Spirit of Truth. And when we dig further back into the Old Testament, Proverbs speaks of wisdom raising her voice in the streets, asking to share her knowledge. Proverbs also speaks of how the Lord, through wisdom, created the earth, tying us back to our first creation story, where the Spirit of God swept over the waters. This is the Spirit that Jesus says will abide with and in you forever the spirit that aided in the creation of the world, the spirit of wisdom, spirit of truth, the advocate. 
What a wonderful, incredible gift to have the Holy Spirit with us forever, helping us know God and discern God's call. These words we read from Jesus today come during the Last Supper. It's after Jesus says one of his disciples will betray him. It's after feet have been washed and Jesus flips the disciples' expectations. Judas has snuck out of the room ready to betray Jesus and Peter's denial has been foretold. Quite frankly, what a awkward and emotional dinner to be at. But this context gives Jesus' words so much more depth. Jesus has said, I will be leaving you. And Jesus has said, I will stay with you forever through the Spirit. Which, in the moment of the Last Supper, had to have been some sort of relief. Jesus continues to mention the advocate throughout the rest of the evening. No matter what the future holds, the Holy Spirit is with you. This is the disciples' first formal introduction to the Holy Spirit, although I would imagine they had seen, felt, and heard the Spirit in the time they have been following Jesus. Soon, at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit would pour over them as fire and wind, and they would be speaking in tongues and would be completely enveloped in the power and love of God. The Holy Spirit pours over anyone who is baptized through water, embodying the everlasting promise that the baptized are God's beloved children and God will be present with them forever. God will stay with them and will not let them be orphaned. God wants to care for and love God's people. In our baptisms, we claim our identities as beloved children of God knowing we are loved by God and we are led by the Spirit. God will not let you be orphaned. The Holy Spirit is God's way of inviting you into the active body of Christ. Jesus speaks of how you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. The Trinity works together. For the disciples, to know Jesus is to know the Father and the Spirit. And for us, to know the Holy Spirit is to know Jesus and the Father. Martin Luther spoke of the Holy Spirit in his small catechism, saying, I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. He continues, in the same way the Spirit calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in one true faith. The Holy Spirit is the reason we are gathered here this morning. And the Holy Spirit is how we listen to where we are being called to by God, individually and collectively. Sometimes following the Spirit's direction is easy, and we can see the moments where our wishes 
align with where God is calling us to. With hindsight, the call process our church recently finished seems like an easy following of the Holy Spirit. But sometimes it's not as easy. Sometimes you might be called in a different direction than your family or other communities. Sometimes you have to rely on the Holy Spirit helping you along on your weak, wobbly legs, helping you find your voice. Sometimes the path is only illuminated with each step that you take, and the place you're being called feels isolating and lonely. But no matter what direction you're led by the Spirit, we know the end destination is God's love. Living in it, rejoicing in it, sharing it, relying on it. The Spirit leads us to new life in Christ, and we can know that love and life win because the Holy Spirit shows us that love and life. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, Jesus tells his disciples. Jesus is continually teaching about love, love for neighbors, and love for God. The Holy Spirit is here to help you follow those commandments and to learn how to live and love like Jesus. We are to show love by living in love. The love the Holy Spirit leads us to is dynamic and inspiring and life-giving. It is a love that could only start with the triune God, and it overflows from God and into us. You are never orphaned or alone because the Holy Spirit, the advocate, is with you. You will know the spirit of truth, and you can trust the spirit of truth to lead you to God's love. Amen.